Ladies and gentlemen, may I please have your attention? Please have your tickets in hand before you board the plane. Thank you. Welcome to T4 Talks, a podcast hosted by the JFK Terminal 4 team that brings you inside the largest air terminal at John F. Kennedy Airport. In this episode, we sit down with Julia Morris, Senior Manager of Customer Experience at JFK IIT, to discuss providing valuable customer experience to travelers, how she attempts to surprise and delight staff and travelers in the terminal, and T4's For Excellence program. We look forward to you taking this adventure with us. All right, so I'm here today with Julia Morris, Senior Manager of Customer Experience at JFK IAT. Julia, welcome to T4 Talks. Thanks, John. Really excited to be here and have this conversation today. Yeah. So most of the people at Terminal 4 know who you are. If they step outside the terminal, they see this delightful, energetic person and often a little loud, right? The Brazilian side of you. Um, but really? for those of you I that- I was never told that before. <laughs> for those that don't know you, can you uh, give a little introduction? Yes. Um, so Julia Morris, Senior Manager of Customer Experience, um, trying to bridge the gaps little by little, right? Curb to gate, gate to curb. But a little bit of my backstory, um, when it all started, um, started in hospitality, uh, went into healthcare, aviation, not in an airport industry, and really into the passion for service and, and humanizing the businesses that majority of the time it's very operational and a, a throughput of people um, rather than taking in consideration you know, the sentiment and the value of having the consumer have a voice at the table. So career started in hospitality at um, guest relations manager and really trying to know everybody coming through the building. So you could have that, you know, um, delight and surprise type of experience. Um, the hospitality business had ta- has really taught me so much into understanding your customers, the different types of personas that come through and I think they um, they do a really great job of um, learning about the personas learning who is coming through even like the very very big hotels it's not that you're going to call everybody by name but understanding the personas and what you know triggers in you and what also makes you happy and delighted um, and that was something that I just thought um, it was incredibly amazing and that they had worked it in a way that you were able to to scale it in a way um, that at one point um, I had experiences in healthcare and with family members where you would go into that field and you know, somebody helps you, and you you go into, you don't know what you have, you leave the area, you don't know what you have, they speak with you in a manner that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're like, you go in and be like, okay, I don't feel well, unless you're having a baby, right? Yeah. And then you leave and you're like, okay, I don't know what I had. Yeah. Um, that I thought that was an opportunity to really bring customer experience, right, into the healthcare system to a more humanized and and caring way um, we understand it, it, it's interesting because the healthcare it's very similar 
to the airport yep. industry in a way where it's a um, fast paced 24 7 300 you know 65 days mm-hmm. a year um, people are just really triaging you from one point mm-hmm. to the other and trying to you know get you either to a room or out of the building yeah. um, it's really what healthcare really is and we were just trying to how can you humanize that, yeah. right? Understand that on the other side of that, there is a person mm-hmm. that don't know what they're feeling, that don't know what they're there for, and yeah. they're looking for answers. And on a doctor's or a nurse's standpoint, they're all speaking in lingos. Mm. And we are just like, they understand each other, but you as a patient don't quite know what's going on, right? Yeah. So it was bringing that into that environment. Um, that I just saw an opportunity and you know I was really blessed to be able to do that and 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 see an improvement and see how things has changed and actually shaped part of the corporation that I I was before here and coming into T4 um, it's really interesting because to me a lot of people see the airport or the terminal in this case as really a transportation hub mm-hmm. a throughput mm-hmm. just the way the you mm-hmm. know the healthcare was um, where you want people in the door like out the door yeah right you want them in and, in and out um, not thinking that it's much more than that yeah. so we're not just a transportation business we are into the journey business yeah. of that person yeah. right somebody that comes through the door um, <clears throat> It could be a business person of a startup that mm-hmm. it's their first um, big contract, mm-hmm. right? You are in the business mm-hmm. of the memorable for that person into their first contract. Yeah. It could be somebody, you know, a family member passed away. Yeah. And now that person needs to go from point A to point B, and yeah. you are then in the business of connecting and comforting, mm-hmm. right? You are. Uh, in the business of a person that has a bucket list of going, I don't know, to Paris. And then now you are creating that, you know, you're bridging Mm -hmm. that for them to be able to do it. So we are part of the journey. It's Mm -hmm. much more than getting people in and getting them out. I get it. And I, I, I think that can drive us a bit into like the whole ecosystem of customer experience because when you look at it at the terminal, you have all different walks of life every day. Thousands of travelers, right? You have that leisure travel, maybe it's a bachelorette party going somewhere fun overseas. Then you have the business traveler who has his AirPods you in have and he's the, focused. Usually the bachelorette um, having too much fun <laughs> yeah. too early in too the day. Too much fun. Yes. <laughs> and then you also have you know, that, the international travel where it might be a whole family heading back to India and they are confused at what to do, right? So you get everything in between. As someone who is 100% focus on that experience for the traveler. How do you treat all different walks of life, not even in the same way, but just how do you treat it at yeah. the terminal, right? Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? So I think the first important thing is to understand that that exists, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you're a single parent, what is the, the service value mm-hmm. that you need to give to somebody that it's coming through as a single parent versus a family mm-hmm. versus um, 
a business person that's looking for something completely different versus somebody that may have a disability, hidden or not, right? Um, someone that is traveling for the first time, yeah. right? Somebody that doesn't speak the language and mm-hmm. arrives and you know looks around and has absolutely no idea what's going on. So I think the, it's really important to understand and start right there, right? The understanding of there are so many different types of personas that comes through and it's really hard to cater for everybody but it's really pushing through and trying to strive to the most Mm. type of people that are coming through so knowing your um, who your demographic is Mm. right understanding what like triggers them Mm. and and what will help them um, do we have enough offerings? Are yeah. the offerings what it's asked? So that research of knowing your demographic, it's, it's really, really important. Yeah. One key point to that that I want to touch on real quick is the Hidden Disabilities Program. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a program here, the Sunflower Program. Yes. A lot of people are, are kind of unaware of what that consists of, mm-hmm. and I think we can help many travelers by doing it. Can you talk about that program for a sec? Yes, absolutely. So... The Sunflower Lanyard program um, is started in Heathrow, London, and it, it it's it, it's it's a sunflower, right? The the branding it's of a sunflower. And what is it's um if if you think of disability, most likely you're going to think of someone in a wheelchair. Um, the Sunflower Lanyard um, and the Sunflower for Hidden Disabilities is signaling somebody else that you may have some sort of disability, right? And that could be anything. Mm-hmm. Also, on the ty- the types of disabilities, right? When you, when you talk about invisible disabilities, people only think people on a spectrum. Um, and, and that's not it. Like, if I went through a surgery and I don't necessarily have you know, can stand for a long time or I am not seeing correctly now because, you know, I have goggles on or whatever it is that, you know, you need post-surgery. That is a type of a small condensed disability. It will go away, but it's still there, right? And the other thing that I like to touch on disability is, again, we also think of the wheelchair, but we're, none of us is getting younger. And, and, to the standpoint on disabilities, all of us will have some sort of disability, right? So it's that loss of hearing, yeah. it's that loss of vision, mm-hmm. and we'll all go, yeah. I will try not to, but we kind of will all <laughs> right. get there. But the Sunflower Lanyard really is that. It's just signaling that um, the person where, where it may have something that yeah. you're not aware of what it is, mm-hmm. but they may need more space, more time, um, they may need assistance, they may just want to, you know, stay at their own at their own place and not be bothered and then comes the part of the training the staff of recognizing what they want when they want and trying to cater to yeah. them so if if i am a person with hidden disabilities and i'm traveling through terminal four one how can i sign up for the program how can i get it done and then two what should i expect when i'm here um okay so if actually you can even reach out to us before arriving to the terminal um, we have a really 
great um, relationship with everybody that reached out to us through our um, contact center. Mm -hmm. So if you do send an email saying that you're, you know, traveling through and, and you know, you're coming to whatever date it is, if, if it is with a certain amount of time that gives time enough to mail it to you, we'll mail it to mm -hmm. your address so you can leave your house with that calming and relief and sensation that, you know, okay, at least I have this and not really have to look for a place when you get into the terminal. That's one. However, if you get here and you realize, you know, oh, I would like one, or if it's really last minute and there's no time for us to mail it to you, um, you can retrieve a lanyard at the Welcome Center. If you are pre-security, you can retrieve a lanyard at the um, welcome, uh, the information desk, uh, post-security, if you need one. And um, so when you're wearing it, our team um, and, and listen, when, when I say our team is trained, take it with a grain of salt. Like we do the best to train a lot of people. Um, people come and go. Mm -hmm. There are some hiccups along the way, but we work really closely with, we have a CX customer experience uh, committee mm -hmm. with the business partner, partners that work really closely in, in trying to bridge that gap and that understanding and, and really talk about it every day in handoffs and not like a one training and and hope that everybody you know remembers but um so when you are wearing it um our staff understands that you know just to be in the lookout they may need you know some help and and an extension of what they're um, looking for um, the other thing we work really closely with the tsa and tsa has tsa cares um, it's a form you can um fill in online within 72 hours and they help you through security we work really closely with cbp2 for the sunflower lanyard so when in advance sent it to us the information we get everybody pre-vetted we have you know we work with the airlines and cbp to help um and you know iat operations to meet and greet the person at the aircraft mm -hmm. and walk them through the entire journey um, so there's like little beats and pieces that we do to help to really mitigate that um, the anxiety through the terminal, especially we are very large, we're very busy, right. and um, especially for those on the spectrum, comes really handy. Yeah, no, I mean it's an incredible program. We've seen it firsthand, and um, there's so many individuals that are involved in that program and involved in CX as a whole, right? So you're on the back end of things and you're helping train and, and build this program out from a higher level, but we have hundreds of staff members out in the terminal that are assisting travelers on a daily basis. Yes. How are you able to help train, support, kind of be that, I guess, model in a sense of what good customer experience should be? We talk about surprise and delight and how we yeah. do that for our travelers at the terminal. Um, how do you sprinkle that off to our staff? That's really like, an organizational culture in yeah. a way. So the training is really important and part of it, but there is a need to the constant reminder of the leadership as a whole mm -hmm. of this is what we do, yeah. right? Like it's not just one person changing the world, yeah. is everybody working together. So like, and that then becomes the culture of a place but the, to become a culture, it's like great cultures doesn't just happen by um, accident, Yeah. right? They happen by like a lot of intention. Mm -hmm. So you need to have the intention that 
um, leaders should lead and create an employee experience that ultimately leads to the customer experience mm-hmm. based on intention and things that you know that that we can do. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is training. Yeah. So then, I, I mean, I totally agree that the culture is a big thing. If you if you get employees motivated and mm-hmm. appreciated and they feel good about their work they're 100 percent going to treat people better than yep. however they would and, and guide them through the whole experience and i see you from a cx standpoint and jfk IT as a whole trying to completely improve on that and always go above and beyond <laughs> for that measure one of them is the four excellence program it, do you can you talk about that program and because i've seen it firsthand i truly believe with that four excellence program it motivates the staff that's in the terminal to do a better job, to be out in front and center and and to be happy about their work. Um, Can you talk about that? Yes. So um, again, going back to, you know, the employee experience ultimately leads to the consumer experience, right? Um, One of the things before we go into the For Excellence program, it's just like given the resources and tools for the people Yes. Right. To make sure that you don't leave it to them to what is great. Right. Like you need to have a, a foundation of. This is what we strive and what we look for mm-hmm. um, and where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So. There is this vision, right, enterprise wise um, to help like bridge those gaps on the employee experience and the customer experience and design based on the voice of the customer that you're listening and the voice of the employee that you're listening and design again with that intent mm-hmm. in mind, right? And then by doing that, there's little things on the, under those pillars and one of them is a rewards and recognition because mm-hmm. we have a tendency as humans, right, in anything that we do to if it's not going according to plan, we have a lot to say. But if it's done right, it's just really, oh, this is great, and you move on to the next, yep. right? And um, the the rewards and recognition program, it's really, one, an uncomfortable position it could be to managers because they're tapping into something they don't usually tap into, which is paying attention on things that they think it's just what they do. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just what they do, yeah. right? There are, there, yes, there's a lot of things that is just operationally what they do, mm-hmm. for, or what are, we do for our jobs, but there's little jams that we do every day going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So the, the For Excellence program um, became, came from trying to create a rewards and recognition program done for staff. And that could be you know, you could nominate it somebody either peer to peer. So let's say, you know, I think that John, you do amazing things and I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also give the passengers a voice so they can talk about that because we see so many, so many people, our volume is huge yeah. and, and we cannot be everywhere. Right. Um, and re and, give all that information to the managers and help them start that really uncomfortable position of let's talk about the great things mm-hmm. you know you're doing and it's not just praise 
good job. It's yeah. good job for, yeah. right? What did that person do? We, we also didn't want to check a box. Yep. We wanted to have really valuable and deep meaning. Yeah. Um, and so we knew we needed something, yeah. you know, as far as rewards and recognition. And in conjunction with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, which they have a overarching program called WeSOAR mm-hmm. um, for all their airports, and it's, it's, it's divided by terminals. Um, so we were like, we don't need to reinvent the wheel in a way. We could just... Because in a way, how great it is that you could be celebrated at Terminal 4, but how great could it be if you get to be celebrated in Terminal 4 and by the Port Authority, right? Right. right. So in conjunction with them, using their their, their system and mm-hmm. leveraging the WISOR, we're able to, you know, our staff is now able to get um, spotlighted and highlighted mm-hmm. through the Port Authority and then through us. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's incredible and you've seen this program grow, right? This is, yes. we're in a year and a half of we're this We're a year and a half, um, so interesting. First quarter 2022, we we had our first breakfast mm-hmm. and we had a total of 32 nominations mm-hmm. um, terminal-wide. Quarter one, 2023, mm-hmm. we had two, 260 nominations. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's so funny because they get this pins that set T4 and then, you know, for excellence and all of that. And that becomes a, a pride mm-hmm. item. Mm-hmm. Like staff is proud and wear it loud. Yeah. And um, some some of them are just like, why don't I have one? Mm-hmm. And And I always joke, I'm just like, well, you know, above and beyond will take oh. you there. Yep. Above and beyond will take you there. And it's it's really what it is. We've seen an exponential growth, um, and we we've seen amazing stories yep. through this program. Like I go through every single one of them, and there are things that we don't really think about, but our staff um, connect with our customers on a human level, mm-hmm. and it's personable a lot of the times. Right there on the floor they see the passenger they connect with them and they just leave this lessening impression yeah. which that's the other thing too on an employee standpoint um we're all the ceo of our brands mm-hmm. and we're going to make memorable impacts regardless yeah. right it's like choose your memorable yeah. you can come through and have a memorable experience that you disliked it mm-hmm. and you that's what you're going to remember yeah um, or you can come through and have a memorable experience that you're going to cherish and, and look back and really you impacted someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I have one fun story around the Four Excellence program. Last week we did a photography day all around the terminal, right? We were capturing assets and we have a hallway of excellence. Uh, at the employee entrance, as you know, where we display the photos of everyone who got nominated from mm-hmm. the WeSOAR program. One employee was walking out of the tunnel as we were taking those shots, and he says, look, guys, he grabs me and the photographers. He's like, look, there I am, and he's so proud. He's showing himself in the, t- in the photo. It's like, here I am. He's like, can you guys take my picture? So we have this awesome photo now of, of this Terminal 4 employee who was beyond proud to be in this hallway of excellence, and, yeah. like, that's it goes such a long way to yes. see how proud they are of their yeah. work. And then that 
hopefully it rubs off on the traveler and everything else. Yeah. So just, Any rubs off from mm-hmm. <clears throat> one staff member to the other yeah. where there you go, it becomes, you know, the cultural um, shift mm-hmm. that we're striving to get there. Yeah. Um, it's a long way, but of telling that it's not great enough, mm-hmm. but really talking about those that are going above and beyond, yeah. right? And and having the other ones look up to that person and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I, I can also be that, yeah. right? How, how can I do it? Like, where is it that I can step up our, my game? And through that is everything else that we offer, right? The trainings and the, 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 the tools and the resources, because it's very unfair to also expect that people should know because they don't know what they don't know, Mm -hmm. but we also offer that. So we like to use the term surprise and delight here in the terminal when it comes to the experience that we wanna provide travelers. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about what that means and some of the programs that we have in place to accomplish that? So um, what we're trying to, and we're striving to, um, it's really be a, a very immersive terminal and being able to offer always something that it's fun and unexpected um we recently had um a pride pop-up museum and with that came a in-terminal pride parade right Mm -hmm. and interesting enough we chose a day where um, we ended up having having delays Mm -hmm. and cancellations uh, but throughout that parade with music and all of that, you had families and, mm-hmm. and parents and, and children just, you know, coming to us. You mm-hmm. were part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying, um, listen, might as well just be part of the parade and have right. some fun, right? So the parade, it's a great example that we did in Terminal that you involve the partners. This yeah. is not just an IAT thing. It's a community thing. Yeah. It was with the community, the T4 community for the T4 passengers, mm-hmm. right? And at the same time that you boost the engagement, you also boost the, mor- the morale mm-hmm. of um, the staff and you delight passengers. Not long ago, we had um, the guide dog foundation so they come quarterly to train their puppies which is going to be future guide dogs for the uh visually impaired and this person also uh reached at, they she was coming up the concourse and um it was me and another i think two people from you know iit from the team um at the, the hawaiian airlines we were on the a concourse ha- hawaii hawaiian airlines had been so gracious to let us board in d plane uh, with the puppies so again it's something done with the community mm-hmm. Um, but this person stops and she asks, you know, do you guys work for the terminal? And we, we, the three of us, we said yes. And she said, well, let me tell you a fun story. So she had a, this was early in the morning. She's like, I landed last night. We were in a tarmac for a good an hour. Finally got to our gate. I needed to take another flight to San Francisco. That flight got delayed, got delayed, got delayed. Finally, and then got, you know, um, canceled. Had to come back, come back today here because she went to a hotel and she was like, now I was looking for coffee. And she looks at that roll of puppies and she says, this is amazing. That's the first time I'm smiling in 24 hours. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's a way of giving to the community, mm-hmm. right? Giving back to the community, uh, in, engaging with 
the staff and yeah. the, the T four community, which is two different, right? Like, right. and then also giving back to oh, the passengers. That goes to your point earlier about people look at an airport terminal sometimes as just that connector, right? They show up because they have to, and then they're getting on their plane yes. and they're going. It doesn't have to be that, and we try to make it that way, right? While you're here for whether it's thirty minutes on a layover or four hours waiting. It should be an incredible experience. So we yeah. try to do that. So. Yeah, I um, I think you remember the piano that we had yeah. back in the Valentine's and we had a selfie station. The staff had a blast with that selfie yeah. station. They had they blasted us all over social media, mm-hmm. and uh, but the but the passengers, mm-hmm. right? It's it's just for the staff. It's something different in the terminal, mm-hmm. right? That they come every single day. Yeah. And for the passengers, it's something that they're not expecting into a terminal. Um, And then again, it it caters to all those different type of of personas, right? Like somebody that the music may just calm them down, Mm -hmm. somebody that it's with, you know, their loved one and and wants to take a selfie or, and it's really trying to, what is it that we can do on a terminal wide that um, will cater to majority of those personas that come through. Thank you for listening to this episode of T4 Talks. We hope you have a safe, seamless, and memorable experience here at Terminal 4.